Big Fluff. Hey, Jonathan. It's Chris from Bowling for Soup, along with my pal Wally. And uh, I'm here on behalf of the uh, Hobo Radio, Hobo, Hobo Madness commercial. That's a lot. That's a lot to say at one time. Anyway, uh, I hear that uh, you guys are deciding which TV theme song is the best. And uh, I have to tell you that uh, the Facts of Life theme is just terrible. Even if we covered it, uh, we wouldn't be able to uh, improve it at all. So I'm sorry if that's uh, the pony you're backing in this race, but you're probably not going to win. I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. And making a face that is not very reassuring right as we start is Lars Periwinkle. How's it going? Oh, I'm all right, money. What happened was when you, um, right before we started, I realized I was holding my breath a little and I didn't want to breathe directly into the microphone. Oh, okay. So it was one of these. Yeah, it looks like slightly concerning. I, I didn't know what was happening. So I was like, oh no, like are we, is everything yes. all right? Yeah. Oh, I think, yeah. Yo, I'm in constant pain. But, oh yeah, yeah. emotional yeah. and physical. I assume. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that tracks. Cool. I think we all are. N- none of us are okay. I'm gonna keep saying that. Like <laughs> someday, when everything is reopened and we're all vaccinated and and living some sort of uh, you know approximation of what our lives were before, we're all gonna realize that we're not okay. We've not been okay for over a year at this point. Just throw that out there. Yeah. Christ almighty, what a way to start a show. Well, I also, I, I got another thing we got to talk about at the top that I, this is a public service announcement, um, more for you oh. and uh, for our listeners living in Baltimore in the surrounding oh. areas. I just want them to know, and I want you to know, there's a menace on the loose in the streets of Baltimore. Oh, I got to know about this. I didn't, I didn't see about this. It's, uh, yeah, guy named Jonathan, uh... guy named Jonathan Monroe. Oh, Jonathan Monroe. Thank God. That I can deal with it. I thought you were going to say the Noid for a second. He steals pizzas. Well, I mean, he's a lot like the Noid. You know, <laughs> he's he's here to ruin the Peak Sloth Network, apparently. So what's 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 Jonathan doing? OK, so I'm so glad you asked because this is going to be a little indulgent about another podcast that I do. So forgive me. But we got to mm. talk about this guy because I thought. I, that we were friends with Jonathan Monroe, and I, I thought, you know, like he's he's a valued part of of the Peak Slot Network, as far as I knew. But apparently, that guy, he's way more, you know, just okay. So there is the Baltimore Sun Best of Baltimore Reader yeah. Poll, which sure. this show has never been on because I don't know, like I I don't know how to submit us. I've never looked into. It. I've never paid a lot of attention. I don't know how it works. We've never been up for that on Hobo okay. Radio. However. Uh, uh, okay. I guess so. I'm just going to take that as a fact. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to react. Or maybe we've been on it. I don't know. I don't really pay a lot of attention to it. We could have won. You know what? Let's go with that. We probably won. Yeah, we point. probably won already. Yeah, we probably already won. They couldn't uh, get a hold of us. We're elusive. We're the bad boys. Of the yeah, podcast. yeah, yeah. So that's also, I don't live in Baltimore, but... Uh, <laughs> That's yeah, fine. That'll do it. Uh, but uh, so this year, the other show that I do, Silver Linings Playback, is on the ballot. And so is We Have to Ask. How? Okay. How did they get on the ballot? I have no idea. <laughs> I literally do not know how any of it works. All I know is that Andy McIntyre told me that we were on the ballot. And then I saw for myself so, that we are. Wait. This... I don't know about Jonathan. Does Andy doesn't live in Baltimore? Andy does. 
I mean, he lives in the, are, the the Baltimore area. Okay. He lives in Baltimore County, I believe. But I think that counts. I think it's for the Baltimore Sun readership, like okay. the, the surrounding fair, area. So fair, I think you're, Fair enough. I think if okay. you live in Maryland, I don't know. I, I don't live in Baltimore at all or anywhere near it. I live, in fact, on the other side of the country. And also, Marty McGuire lives in New York City. So New York City. Get a rope. So, boy, oh boy. So, okay. So, we're on the ballot. We have to ask is on the ballot. Other shows are on the ballot. You would think this would be a good thing, right? This is great news for us. Like, our little podcast network that could, you know, the Peak yeah. Sloth Network. We have two shows on the ballot. Fantastic. So I some good representation right there. I'm very I was very excited. I was very excited yeah. for that. I like those guys. And both and both good shows. I like those guys. You know, I was very happy for them to yeah. to be nominated. Because you know they say it's an honor just to be nominated. So like obviously I'm honored that we were nominated and then I'm honored that they were nominated, you know. And so uh very happy for them. Then I listen to the show we have to ask as i do as a supportive member of this podcast network and it's just it's just a fun show to listen to as well and it's a fun show to listen to i hear jonathan monroe tell people on that show that he'll be happy as long as silver linings playback doesn't win that that's the only show he hopes does not win and in, mm. and pleaded with people not to vote for our show on that show and then, then he followed that up by confessing on his own podcast that he's cheating, that he is creating fake accounts to, to rig this ballot in his favor and encourages other people to also cheat in favor of his show. The hell's going on with this guy? I, that's what I'm saying. I like, we have you on hobo radio you know we're we're supportive like of your show like i i thought we were friends we've done improv together no apparently this guy just you know like really really has it out for for us you know you ever ever had him on your uh on your podcast i haven't i have had literally no one from the peak sloth network on that show and in fact we i think we've had a total we've been doing the show for about a year i think we've had five guests four or five we haven't had a lot of guests we at first we we didn't think we were gonna have guests on we weren't sure about it because it was just like a thing andy and i were doing uh to to catch up with each other during quarantine <laughs> and then eventually like we decided to have some guests and we've been slowly having more guests but it's it's not been very many people and like i haven't had you on there you're one of my best friends like since high school i've never you haven't been on the show yet like i i have not been yeah i like yeah marty hasn't been on there so it's like, so it's not that i don't know i'm just trying to figure out what's up this guy's fucking ass i don't know but here's the thing so there there is one more step to this story so so i went to to social media i went to instagram and i i just I, like, cause I didn't care. Here was the thing. Had not talked about the poll. Hadn't really thought much about it, but I was like, I don't know if this guy, like I was just made the best podcast win. But then now, now that I know that I got a target on my back from, from someone that I thought from this would be assassin that I thought was my friend, you know, well, I was, I, so I went to Instagram and I was just like, Hey, maybe consider voting for our show. Uh, you know, because this other show really has it out for us and Jonathan is cheating. And he admitted it. So I just, I, you know, I put that out there. I thought people should know. So you know what sure. that guy does? What does he do? He steals the exact move out of uh -huh. Andy McIntyre's playbook on this very show. If you remember, hilariously, we, we did our TV show tournament. Jonathan yep. tried to ruin that as best he could constantly. But, you know. Yeah. And so Andy got a guy from Bowling for Soup to... To record a cameo. Yes. Yes. And a very epic cameo. And that's a word that gets thrown around a lot. You guys, this cameo was epic. Yeah. If you go back and listen to that episode, one of the members of Bowling for Soup came on. Uh, he 
he, he talked trash about the facts of life theme song, which uh-huh. Jonathan had been backing. And it was great. The guy had his dog and there was a painting of him and his dog in the background. He did a shot of whiskey. I would say that cameo can't be topped. And I personally would never try to top it. But apparently Jonathan saw that and was like, what if I did the same exact thing and got a cameo. Okay. So he got, he got one of the guys from faith no more to come on and have a shot of potato vodka. So, I wish. Cause that sounds great. No, <laughs> this is what I got sent to me from one uh-huh. Jonathan Monroe. Okay. Mr. Technical Barry Horowitz here. Listen, riddle me this Batman. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew, and I'll beat your ass, bitch. No, oh wait a minute, that's from a movie. I'm sorry. I am. I'm on too much pre-workout. I'm on too much. You know what? I'm not giving them an endorsement. Bunch of jabrones. They won't pay me, so I'm not doing it. So I'm putting it down. So, let's talk about podcasts. I got pros and cons about them. We have to ask. I've heard a lot about these guys. They're primo. They're awesome. But Silver Lining Podcast, I think I did one for them about a year ago. They're a bunch of dumbass Mark jabronis. You guys are going to win hands down, just like Mr. Technical always wins hands down with his Northern Light suplex or his Jewish Cloverleaf submission. You'll tap out and you're going home, Silver Lining, you bunch of goofs. Get off the air. But these guys, you have to ask, huh, they get the friggin' golden pat on the back. They're the men. They're the boys. They're gonna win. So, at the end of the day, Mr. Technical says, I'm Mr. Technical. You guys aren't. And you have to ask, is the new world champions of podcasts. Bravo, gentlemen. You need to get me on there. A real wrestler, a real technical wrestler needs to be on your podcast ASAP. Have a good night, and I know you're going to win. Hold that trophy high and proud, and seal it with a pat on the back. Technical style. Yeah. So, Whoa. So this is where we're at. So if, for those of you who don't know, that's Barry Horowitz famed wwe jobber (laughs) so like on some level i want to appreciate the meta-ness of it that he picked a guy primarily known for losing (laughs) to endorse his show (laughs) uh man what a what a this is you know what this is classic jonathan isn't it Mm -hmm. just starting shit where there's no shit and you know don't start shit, won't be shit. Jonathan wants shit, so he starts shit. Well, that's, yeah, right? So, the that was his whole thing. For a long time, he was like, how come you never have... Because he's been a guest on the show, and I love... He's been a great guest on the show, but he would always ask, like, why he had, hadn't been a guest on our our annual tournament, our, our Mabel Memorial Tournament. So, then mm. this year, I wanted to... You know, we wanted to get him on to be like, you know, we should have you on. What does the guy do? Immediately just chaos. Just this is why this is why we don't have you on, John. This is what I'm talking about. This guy, and let me um <clears throat> I'm not really good at painting word pictures um all the time. But this is what he does. He starts shit and then he goes, Oh, I'm just a I'm just a scruffy little scamp. Here yeah. I am. I got I got a really cute smile and I'm nice and everyone likes me. And then he goes around and um uh, creates mischief. Mm-hmm. He's mischievous. He's mischievous. And, th- and then he starts shit. And then when you get angry with him, uh, people are like, why are you angry with that guy? Look at him. He's so cute. He's yeah. over there being all cute and nice and stuff. What's your issue? Yeah. Yeah. He bats his nonsense. eyelashes and like playfully like bites on his lip. And it's just like, what me? What uh-huh. did I do? You know, man, he, he's doing, he's doing you dirty. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, so I really hope that we destroy him, and only him, because if there was a way for Marty McGuire to still win, I would very much like that to happen. Also, by the way, Jonathan, uh, I appreciate that Barry Horowitz messed up both our show name and your show name in that (laughs) (laughs) question. Yes. Well, Barry, Barry Horowitz uh, has to be in his 60s. <laughs> He's taken many shots to the head. 
Yeah. He also said jabrones and not jabronis. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you pronounce it in the old country. I will say it's delightful to see one one Barry Horowitz uh, pop up. So I also like him saying that he thinks he did our show, which I, I'm very curious if he actually thinks that he did or not. Like I could believe that he thinks he was a guest on Silver Linings Playback. Sure. Just tell him he was. Yeah. He was good. Is it the, isn't there a part of this show that is like celebrity interviews? With Hobo Radio? Yeah. Occasionally, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I don't know how those shows popped up. We've never popped up. What's that? I don't know how those other shows popped up in this poll, but we've never popped up. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how it works. If anyone out there in Baltimore wants to explain it, I don't, I guess someone nominates you it's you know what this reminds me of have you ever seen the it's always sunny episode where they want to win an award (laughs) oh right that's kind of how i feel about us like you and i is that like it probably will turn out exactly like in that episode that there's a form that we were supposed to fill out because i would believe that andy mcintyre is way more responsible than me and filled out a form for our other show but but like that you and i like there's something we were supposed to do that we've just never done and that would be all it would take to get us on the ballot (laughs) which yeah and then we 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 find out about it and then we still don't do it (laughs) yeah which I do believe it would end with us just spitting at everyone from the Baltimore Sun and telling them to get out of here. <laughs> exactly yeah, like what that. What are you doing? Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> toot, toot, toot. That is a great... I do love that episode. Like, they're very thinly veiled. <laughs> like, like uh, not even trying to mask that it's just them, the actors, like, getting angry that they've never been nominated. <laughs> yeah, right. Plus, you have Charlie singing the Randy Newman like song. Mm-hmm. How about that to Patty's pub? <laughs> yeah, it was then like when he cause he gets high on glue and then just sings like go fuck yourselves. <laughs> yeah, I have a um we have a can crusher in my kitchen and uh there's a sticker on it and it's it's Charlie playing the keyboard and it says go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. So, yeah. It is good stuff. You know what? We should win more awards. But you know what? Okay. You know what those other shows don't have? A following in Kenya. So Uh, That's right. Huge in Kenya. Can't take that away from us. Hey, what's up to all our folks over there in Kenya? Yeah, how's it going? If any of you want to vote in the Baltimore Sun Readers poll, (laughs) like, I think it's over at this point. I think the voting has ended, but. Yeah, I don't know. Give it a shot. Go check it out. Or if anyone wants to apply to be the the Hobo Radio intern who who stays on top of all of the Shit. <laughs> things that we're supposed to be applying for, <laughs> I've, I've always said it. I've always said it. We need a producer. That would help, right? There, there has to be like this show has existed for so long that I'm sure we just if we were more organized, <laughs> you know, we would we'd be something. Yeah, if we were more organized, we'd be something. Do you mean to spin this into fucking money? I think I was oddly reassured uh, that Digression Sessions is not on there either. And that is not a knock on them. I love that show and they're great. But it it, re- it made me feel better that whatever we're not doing, Kaderna's not doing either. So, because yeah. that show is another institution in Baltimore and should be on the ballot. So, I I agree. I agree. It is. um Yeah. Do we want to take shots at any more <laughs> Baltimore-based comedy people? I mean, I said nothing but nice things about Kaderna. Like, I said that you should be on the ballot. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. who. Like, <laughs> you, know what, you know what we can say? Maybe this is a good point to pivot. I'll ask you, because one thing that we have in common with Digression Sessions, besides the fact that we both, you know, have charismatic, uh, charming hosts, is uh, that we've interviewed, both that show and this show has interviewed Patton Oswalt. Um, hey, that's true. That's true. Which, segue, have you watched MODOK? Oh, I haven't watched it yet, no. It's... No, I was um, I was finishing up, because I, I gotta be honest, like, there's so much work to be done um, in our yard and in our house that we don't really watch we're not watching a lot of tv which i i'm 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 saying that with regret like i wish we were watching more tv <laughs> yeah yeah um um but when we when we had the chance we were watching 
uh, Invincible, which I can't recommend enough. Invincible is fucking incredible. Um, so no, haven't haven't made it to Modoc yet. Got to get over to Modoc because it's an adult Modoc, yeah. Yeah, it's very much. Um, so it's like first of all, the stupid buddy people are involved, so it looks a lot like Robot Chicken, like it has a okay. similar like stop motion thing. But no, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely it's. I'll say this, and I this is not a knock on it. I just I think it's unfortunate for them that they came out after Harley Quinn on hbo max because Uh. harley quinn was great and i think that watching it i had a little bit of like this feels a lot like harley quinn and i that's not a knock on it but it's just i think because it happened to come from but if that helps and if you liked harley quinn chances are you'll probably like modok because it's it's very similar in that like it's about a well in modok's case he's very much like a c-tier villain uh who they play into the idea that he's a laughing stock, but then also do a lot of similar to how like they did stuff with like Bane, you know, being sort of a treasurer for the Legion of Doom. There's a lot of aim as like a corporate entity and like a lot of jokes around the bureaucracy of running aim and like just how he has these ambitions to be taken more seriously as a supervillain, but isn't. And John Hamm voices iron man in it and iron man shows up as like kind of his chief uh rival throughout the show so right on yeah um, that was some, like i i like the idea that modok knows how lame he is yes yeah like that's kind of definitely the joke is sort of just how ridiculous modok is and then also it's just i mean Patton oswald voicing modok and then also serving as a writer and that is such a good wheelhouse for him because he is just an encyclopedia of nerd information. So you can just see all of the sort of various references and deep cuts and fun that they have like with, I think that's what's not, but I sincerely think that that show and Harley Quinn are really smart because I, man, we live in a blessed era of superhero stuff. And and as to your point, I haven't even watched invincible, which I'm sure is good, but there's just so much superhero content that exists. It's all delightful. But I like that while the MCU is really great and and the DCEU is sort of hit or miss, but like, it's nice to have these shows that are allowed to be satires and then can make fun of all of the ridiculous parts of the various canons of these (laughs) comic book companies. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Because, I mean, MODOK's an interesting one too, because on paper, he seems like a, a very much an, a, an intimidating villain but then in practice you I mean you're a floating head he's and a you're floating really head like with tiny arms and legs too tiny arms and legs and you just like you're really over the top angry and really over the top grotesque and um but it's like you know um mechanized organism designed only for killing sounds really scary but you're not like he's always been he's been campy as hell yeah they tried to make him serious in that um in the avengers video game like what's a practical way that we can show modok which i'm glad (coughs) someone did but you know let's we can call that the only time we have to do that i think yeah yeah it is funny that that if you've played that game it you know it's a lot of the like you're mostly fighting aim and modok and uh with monica rambo who also exists in the show too like that they all but yeah it's like it's very silly and but it's it is an interesting thing where modok has like a really good pedigree he's a silly character that was created by stan lee and jack kirby so like he has Mm. to your point like the street cred like i think he's well known but also he's silly you know so it's like yeah yeah, he exists in sort of a perfect uh you know area yeah i think i think he's like the the comic book version of a um of a snidely whiplash you know yeah. what i mean like in any other setting modok would be twisting his mustache and tying someone to railroad tracks like yes he, he's just really a vaudeville character and and i think what i probably enjoyed the most about the show too without giving anything away is i like the early episodes i was like okay yeah i enjoy this i like what they're doing but like it is a show that is very comfortable just 
making big swings and like really you know how like usually especially in shows like this or sitcoms or whatever like there's kind of a stasis there's like the the idea that at the end of an episode you're going to return to the status quo like whatever is established okay oh, we're going to sure. do something crazy for 22 minutes and then by the end of those time we're kind of back like modok's willingness to just mess things up and not fix them so that then future mm. episodes have to deal with the fallout like there's a lot of more story where it's like actual weight to the story of you so once you watch a few episodes things get way messier and then they continue to get messy all throughout the season so that by the end there's a lot of like really big swings that were taken early that kind of pay off at the end which i really appreciated you see, well sure i mean i think honestly man like that that first um that first um recipe <laughs> that you described um where things get crazy and then they, they go back to the status quo so then the next episode starts with a status quo i think that's a that's a fine recipe and that's fine um what is also it comes from an era of tv where the goal was to get to syndication and the idea was that your sitcom was going to run out of chrono like that they could just air whatever episode they want it didn't have to be in chronological order it could just be okay we're picking this random episode and running it today and you didn't need to see the previous episode or the episode after it which is like a perfectly valid way to watch tv it's i would come home after school and watch seinfeld reruns on tv and it was whatever episode it happened to be that day it it's a totally you know same with cheers like those shows are great because you can like and honestly, Cheers has way more continuity to it than Seinfeld ever did. But like, oh, yeah, you kind of will be like, OK, what era of Cheers is this? OK, but you don't really need even if you don't know that. OK, Rebecca's in this one or Woody's in this one or whatever. Right, right, right. right. But like beyond that, it's in a bar. You don't really need to know a lot. You know, to you, it doesn't rely on previous information. And so that that works for like if that's your and, goal. And generally the stakes are very low. Right. You know, every, everyone's in a bar and they're just trying to like live their lives or maybe get laid. And that's about it. Yeah. And you kind of know if someone quits the bar or if they, you know, I don't know, their life is in peril or something. Well, they're uh -huh. they're probably going to walk that back yeah. by the end. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this isn't going to yeah, be. But and I think that's what you really appreciate. I mean, when you because you've upped the stakes, right? You're not in a bar. You're not four random assholes living in New York. You know, um, <clears throat> when you up the stakes, um, then the story, sh you know, it's, it doesn't make a lot of sense that they should always reset at the end. So that's what I really like about, a um, you describing Modoc and, uh, your, uh, Harley Quinn, uh, your Breaking Bad, those kind of stories where like shit got really fucked up and the next episode they're going to be dealing with it because it got yeah. really fucked up. Yeah. And even like, but I feel like Bojack Horseman was a really good one for that too. Where like, it was, you know, the Absolutely. D got stolen yeah. in season one and then the, it remained Hollywood like all throughout the uh -huh. run of the show or just like whatever, you know, they blew up Bojack's career and were regularly changing what it was that he was working on or what this, like how famous he was or how, whatever, like, yeah, but those, those shows work better. Cause I think it's, you know, obviously, I would not ever say that Cheers was an unsuccessful sitcom. It was great. And it might be the finest. E either it or Seinfeld probably really are the the peak of that genre of like that kind mm. of sitcom. And they're great. And I, I've rewatched both of them recently. They hold up well, uh, you know, comedy wise. Some of the things don't hold up well. Uh, but, um, but, you know, they're great. But it's but there is something really fun, especially, I think, because. You know, it's like we're making a Modoc show, but it doesn't need to be in the continuity of the MCU. Like, obviously, this is not tied to the movies or anything else. So, like, we can make wild decisions about what happens in this Marvel world. Mm -hmm. And same with Harley Quinn did that, too, where it was like, you know, this isn't this isn't the DCEU Batman or Joker or whatever. So, like, we can have fun with it. Yeah. And that was wild. That was wild. If if y'all haven't watched Harley Quinn and you're into that stuff, like it's a it's a really fun ride. And also, like, oh my god, did she just 
No, she really did just stab stab that character in the neck. I don't think there's c- coming back. Oh no, the head's gone. Yep, that character just died. That's yeah. a really famous, popular character that she just murdered. Yeah. So no, like that stuff's really fun. And yeah, and Patton Oswald is just great casting for Modoc because yeah, like him Modoc has Modoc has always looked like he has Patton Oswald's voice. He does kind of, yeah. yeah. I think Patton Oswald is aware of that probably. And like that's like <laughs> it was just like, look, I know. I know who I get to be in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, that's been fun. I also, if I'm just recommending shows that I've been loving, um, the show Hacks on HBO Max is so good and people should watch that. Hacks? Hacks with Gene Smart, who I am all for the Gene Smart renaissance that has been happening lately. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. I have seen a, um, I saw some advertisements for this show. It does look good. I'm glad. I'm glad it's good. Yeah, it's and I like it, too, because one, I think every episode has made me laugh out loud as I watched it. And then two, I mean, two Gene Smart, if I should, that should have been one actually move Gene Smart to one <laughs> and uh-huh. then two is laughing out loud. But then I also think just what I appreciate about it is like it's sort of it, it has a very classic setup of like there's an older, you know, Gene Smart is playing like this older comedian who is very successful, has like made a lot of money, but is maybe not doing comedy that is edgy or super relevant. And then there's a young writer who uh, gets hired to write jokes for her. But like, it's just very interesting. The characters are very fully realized and the way that it sort of explores both characters in a way that feels a lot deeper than the very obvious comedic setup of like, you know, odd couple or whatever or like you know are are it's devil wears prada there's the difficult boss and that like right it, the way that they are similar in the ways that they're different and the ways that they need each other and the ways that they're bad for each other it's just i don't know i really love their dynamic and i think it's interesting and more nuanced than a lot of shows like it and i've really been digging it so it's good okay i'll check it out i remember when she, oh, just in case, uh, I don't know, in case you don't recognize the name, Gene Smart, um, uh, I guess if you watch 24, is that, <laughs> that seems to be you, the, I think the what's most interesting popular about popular one? Well, it's, I mean, well, first of all, the most recent big thing that she was in is Watchmen, the series. So. Well, sure. Yeah. 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 Watchmen. I'm just trying to think of the one that might have been most widely consumed by. Yeah, folks. I don't but know because yeah, I mean, it kind of depends Watchmen. on. It almost depends on what era you're familiar with. Which I I like about the character is that like the idea is that she's been working in the entertainment industry for decades because Gene Smart really has. But it's like I don't know. She had she was a reoccurring character on Frasier. If people remember her from that, she played Lana. That's right. Um, but she's done a also, lot of TV. also um, designing women. Right and. I can tell you, be, even though Gene Smart, I think, has such a definitive um, uh, look and such a recognizable face, I did not recognize her when I was watching season two of Fargo because oh, there's something right. about like putting those that tight curled haircut on someone and having them dress like an older person. She, she was unrecognizable and she fucking destroyed it, man. It's funny because I, f- I forgot that she was in that probably because yeah. of that, that she's not super recognizable until you said it. But yeah, she also, I mean, she she did that show Legion, which I always yeah, meant to finish and movie. I didn't yeah. watch all of, but I enjoyed the early seasons of that. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I mean is she seems like she's having a bit of a renaissance now, but yeah, even if you... Absolutely. Also, I didn't know that, that, that she was the depression kitty in Big Mouth. Oh. Until right this very moment. <laughs> But yeah, Gene Smart works. Yeah, yeah, Gene Smart works. She's very, very good. Okay, Hacks. Yeah, it's good. Watch. Yeah, I, I, I like it quite a bit. Um, I, H- I HBO Max should be fucking paying us, man. They really should, <laughs> but I also, I continue to 
like talk about their stuff because they really have great stuff. I really wish someone look. I wish someone from the Baltimore Sun would give us an award, and I wish someone from HBO Max would sponsor this show. That's really all I okay. want. Who do we talk to? I know they just had a like they just merged with Discovery. You know, there's a big. I know AT and T doesn't own them anymore. So who uh, who do I need to talk to? Who's in charge? Who can make these decisions? Would you rather uh, have this show win a Baltimore Sun Award or your other podcast win a Baltimore Sun Award? Oh, wow. It's uh, to, uh-huh. to quote. <laughs> to, oh, to, man. Even to the co- hesitation hurts a little bit. <laughs> no, no, no. I, what I was just going to say to to quote uh, the New Girl, Schmidt on New Girl. It's a real Sophie's yeah. Chocho. <laughs> but uh no i think i think because we've done this show for so long and we've never been recognized by anyone for anything it would be nice (laughs) it would be nice to get an award if someone wants to 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 make us a a participation trophy for all of our years (laughs) Or participate. The, the award would just say you did a podcast. Yeah, yeah. How do we get oh. eligible for the you did a podcast awards? Should we start those? <laughs> yeah, we should start them. Just so oh we my god, win. no, Lars. Seriously, Yo. remember, remember the like who's who among America's high school students shit that they would oh, mail that, that bullshit book where they would type your name if you paid them money. Okay. This is how we're going to this is how we're going to be rich. And no and everybody listening, don't steal this idea, okay? Cuz Lars <laughs> Lars and I need to do this. We need the yeah, money. Yeah. Don't do it, you guys. Don't do it. Let us do it. Or do it and then give us a cut. Because let's be honest, as we've made it clear, we're not good at the follow through. But what if we made that for podcasts? So the idea was we call it something really prestig- prestigious and then we just contact every podcast in existence and tell them to mail us like $50 to be printed in the like, you know, uh, super great. Everybody loves it. Um, sex God podcast awards. I wasn't expecting the sex God, but I like the inclusion of that phrase. <laughs> yeah. What if it was... Um- 100 podcasts you have to listen to before you die. Also, they make you horny. Yeah. Comma, sex gods. Comma, sex gods. <laughs> See, that's the name of the goddamn book. Yeah. And so then, yeah. So we say 100, but it's like, you know, we're going to hopefully get more than that because it's like 50 bucks a pop. So that, you know, we're going to need. Way oh, OK. More. So yeah, you can remove the number. Just say podcasts you listen to. You need to listen to before you dive because they'll make your you horny comma sex gods. Yeah. OK. So, uh, well, first of all, I'm honored to announce that uh, Hobo Radio is the first winner. We're the first name on the list. So I'm also honored to announce that unfortunately we have to ask is not eligible um they just i i'd put them on if i could but they don't meet the requirements unfortunately it's a it's a damn shame you know you in order to be fair we need to have guidelines and unfortunately they don't fall within those guidelines yeah yeah half of their show doesn't so um just you know, um, <laughs> so we're going to get on that. So that's uh, so we first of all, we'll I'd like that. to think and we're like, really like we're really hedging our bets here that there's a lot of podcasters who have fifty dollars. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should cut that down. Maybe it's really quantity. There's so many podcasts. We could really probably make it like 20. You think 20 is too much? I think someone's got someone's got 20 bucks. Okay, I think so every I think everyone's got twenty bucks at this point. Yeah, so twenty bucks, and then, uh, yeah, you you get to we'll list your name on the website, and you can you can put that in your your liner notes <laughs> and tell your parents yeah. tell your parents when you have your weekly call with them, like, hey, look, I know you you think this podcast isn't working out, but I'll have you know, we just won an award. That's that, I mean that's worth the twenty bucks. Yeah, right there. for real. You can all. <clears throat> You can all have on your uh, your introduction to your show, as seen in the prestigious book podcast you need to listen to before you die, 
and they'll make you horny comma sex gods. Yeah. Did you win one of those, dad? <laughs> I just, that's a sample like line of dialogue you can use if that helps you. You said this was a waste of time, but <laughs> if you look in this book. Yeah. So there you go. And for, I don't know, a lot more money, maybe we'll make a trophy for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll totally make a trophy for you. Or go to uh, Goodwill and buy a trophy and make a plaque for it. So, like, it might be something. And we'll just, yeah, and we'll just sign off on it. We never made John Lutz his trophy for winning the Hobo He was supposed to get a paper plate. That's the follow through that we're talking about. (laughs) When we try to figure out why our show hasn't accomplished more, it's because, yeah, John Lutz, a man who works in the entertainment industry, listened to our show where we talked about him, responded to it on social media, said that he wanted the paper plate trophy that we said he was going to get, and we did nothing with that. It's not too late. I think I, I could make John Lutz his trophy. I yeah. got some ideas. I could do that. I could do that. Hey, listeners, hold my feet to the fire. Find me on social media. I'm at the Lars Peter on Twitter. And that's the only place. Pardon me. Um, you know, you, just, yeah, really get on my ass about this. I need to be making this. If you want to give someone a trophy, give one to me. That, oh boy. I don't know if you've seen that Seth Meyers bit that he does, but it cracks me up. To, yeah. yeah. John Lutz is great. Just, people didn't know that. Yes, John John Lutz. Proven funny person. I think one of the greatest realizations of my life was watching 30 Rock and seeing the character of John Lutz and then realizing the man who played him was a man named John Lutz and just going like, God bless you. Like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) John Lutz is quoted in, in my household often. Oh, and with, this with this household is, this household too. Yeah, no, he yeah. he yeah he comes up quite a bit. I also love that he married like writer Sue from that show. They're like they're together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She will haunt your dreams. <laughs> All right, one more. This is not really hacks related, but this is something I realized watching the show Hacks. Uh, okay. Do you remember? Do you? If I say the name Christopher McDonald, do you do you remember what actor that is? Shooter McGavin. He's Shooter McGavin. He eats pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You so, eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. So he <laughs> he plays the Vegas uh, like club owner. The Gene Smart. Of course he does. God yeah. damn it. Christopher McDonald's probably such a nice guy and he he's pro- a dickhead in 100% yeah. of the things he's in. Okay, but this is what I realized and this is another thing that needs to, if I can just will it into the world in existence because I watched mm-hmm. him. So he's now, he looks pretty much the same, uh, but he has some gray hair now and he's wearing these suits with like no tie and he's playing like a Vegas uh, club owner. You know, casino, casino owner, you know, with a club inside of it. But I'm looking at the guy and it hit me. If if ever there was someone made to star in a Vince McMahon biopic or to play Vince McMahon in any movie. Oh, man. It's it needs to happen. We it need he needs like it is his destiny to play Vince McMahon in a movie. He's got like he's got the wavy hair, the pointy smile that um that intimidating yet confusing brow (laughs) the only question is if he can do the walk but in fairness i don't know if anyone who isn't vince mcmahon can walk like that because it doesn't i don't think i think chris mcdonald could he's a character actor he can embody anyone you need him to but no it's all i want every time i see him he's he's so good at being a dick in this show obviously but then i look at him and i'm like why why is no one casting him to play vince mcmahon or like a very thinly veiled uh, character based on Vince McMahon. If you need a wrestling promoter yeah, in yeah. anything, you there is no better man to cast than him. Like put him in one of those suits and just have him go. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> like it's or the, it, oh man, we should. I think his 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 test screen should be. Um, he has to recreate those memes, those memes when oh, the man's in the chair, like, like having the orgasms or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Which it's so funny because yeah, I, first of all, that meme is great and I love it. Uh, second of all, like 
I don't know what that is from. Like what what segment of Monday Night Raw or whatever that footage comes from. But it's Yeah, he's in the ring sitting in a chair. That doesn't happen too often. So I don't I don't know when that happened. Yeah, I don't like my best guess would be that there was a whole you know, during the Attitude Era when like I don't I think there was an episode where Trish Stratus was like dancing seductively in front of him or something okay, but okay. i could also believe it's anything because vince is so weird <laughs> <laughs> that that reaction could be to something seemingly benign honestly <laughs> yeah yeah you get you you love the guy's commitment like i, I mean all wrestlers but there's something about vince mcmahon it, it's just we understand the whole conceit of this it's camp it's vaudeville. It's a soap opera. It's Telemundo. Like it's really over the top cartoony drama. But even even in that context, you want to tell that guy sometimes, like, yo, just be a little more subtle, right? Like, what do you what do you do it? I <laughs> take I it easy, see, man. I sincerely think one of the most perplexing clips I've ever seen of Vince McMahon, which is saying something because most of them are confusing <laughs> to watch, is when uh, he was on Real Sports where he was being interviewed and he was being interviewed about like wrestler deaths and if he took any responsibility for like their health or anything. And he kind of pauses and then he tries to smack the papers out of the interviewer's hand and then just starts like mocking him, like doing like a like, yeah, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's like his brain makes some kind of calculation that he doesn't know how to answer the question. So he just kicks into like vaudeville theater mode and is just like, like, I will act like a fifth grade bully. Seems to be the calculation that he Yeah, makes. it was almost like like he, he said, well, if I, I'm definitely not answering that question because I'm not, I, 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 my lawyer said that I can't take any responsibility for those things that I should definitely have some sort of responsibility for. But also, there's no part of me that, that could sit there and plead the fifth or say no comment. <laughs> so I have to make a big choice. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just going to cut a promo and maybe I can get the footage and play it, play it, at the, play it at SummerSlam or something. <laughs> look, I, you look, you think I'm afraid of you? I, I beat up Anderson Cooper or whatever. I mean, this is the same guy that like after obviously screwing over Bret Hart on live TV and everyone yeah. knowing that he screwed over Bret Hart went on TV on Monday Night Raw the next night and just gave a, like an interview where he said, Bret screwed Bret, which is like, what? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that guy, he makes the choice. Yeah, man. He's like, um, I mean, he's basically the real life shooter McGavin. That's what I'm saying. It's, he's, it's, he's like, he's, he's libertarian shooter McGavin. <laughs> Yeah, I think like what's really great with Christopher McDonald as Vince McMahon is I literally think like no matter what the project was like, do you want to do a parody of Vince McMahon? Get him. Do you want to do like the wrestler? Still get him like he's whatever the tone of the thing that you're making. He's still the guy to play Vince McMahon. I think he could do it in any tone. And like the obviously like honestly, maybe the campier, the better. Like, just the sillier the project, the better Vince McMahon that he's going to be. Yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, usually in those contexts, they say we need someone who looks like that person, can act like that person, but is also somewhat better looking and more compelling than that person. And um, Christopher McDonald is all of those things to yep. Vince McMahon. Yeah, no, he he would be great. So I I really want it to happen. I don't I don't know. Is the Rock working on anything? How how can we get this? <laughs> how can we get this happening? I don't know, but I'll answer that question. Yes, he's working on something. I meant wrestling related, but yeah, maybe in Young oh. Rock. Does Young Rock need a Vince McMahon? <laughs> I don't know. I want to see that Young Rock, Young Sheldon crossover. Give that to me. Why not, right? Like, why not? The young Sheldon has been renewed for like two seasons. I know we already did that. I also met Young Rock. Like, really, 
they created an even more so like obviously the problem with young Sheldon is the longer that you do it, the more obvious it is that that kid is not going to age into um, Jim Parson. Like so, like at some point, it just gets more and more. He's an adult now, and he doesn't look like he's going to reach the same age that that Jim Parson was on Big Bang Theory. If you keep the show on the air, I like that Young Rock actually made the problem way more complicated for themselves because they do multiple eras. So there's actually three actors playing the rock. So there's technically in that show, in the continuity of that show, there's the rock at four different ages. So he's like young, he's high school. I think he's like just out of high school trying to be a wrestler or something like it's like, he has like all these different eras, but it's like every single one of those is going to get too old to, and not match up with the one that's older yeah. than them. Also, you're going to just catch those timelines. At some point, the you young one reaches yeah, the At age. some point, you have to you have to be that guy walking to the ring in that, that horrible costume with tassels on it. And people are chanting, die, Rocky, die. That's... Yeah. You, you keep going. That's where you end up, you know? But but that's when you call McDonald to, to pull him aside backstage. That's when you call <laughs> And be like, we have to rework this. <laughs> is that is that when he was fighting crime in Gotham? Yeah, obviously. Uh, hey, we got ten minutes left. Want to weigh in on this uh, Jeff Bezos buy an MGM thing? Oh no, it's it's almost it's just it's basically. Of course they did right. Yeah, I mean, it it bums me out, and for reasons I can't even fully articulate, it just makes me sad because it's like it's MGM, like that that's a big one, <laughs> like that's yeah. it's in the same way that I I was sad when Disney bought Fox, but I I would rather like I, you know I'd rather all the like consolidation didn't happen, but at least with Disney it's like another studio but it's like yeah I just I don't like Amazon owning MGM like I just don't <laughs> do not it feel good about dirty, that it doesn't it it really does it also I mean you know I'm sure I'm not the first to point this out but like it's weird for a literal bond villain to own yeah, <laughs> the James no, Bond franchise yeah and it's it's funny that I mean MGM is the the studio that made the Wizard of Oz. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Now MGM's Amazon the, owns the Wizard of Oz. So like it's, but but when most of the headlines said um, Amazon buys MGM, the studio that owns the James Bond franchise, which it is. I mean, they 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 make a lot of movies. Why are we focusing in on James Bond? I would guess honestly because there's actively a James Bond movie that hasn't been released. So it's oh, like, okay. it's at least, like James Bond has been a consistent, like it's the longest running franchise that MGM or really most studios. Like I, right. there aren't a lot of franchises that have run as long, but I agree that like, you know, I, I understand why they mentioned James Bond. I don't understand why they don't talk about all the other stuff that is getting sold too. you know, because yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, Wizard of Oz, like, you know, that like it's just the the amount of like classic films that MGM owns that would now be under Amazon's umbrella is weird. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think, you know, I think it caught my attention because in the same way that um uh John when John Oliver said uh, Jimmy Stewart isn't a good actor, and that made me search my soul. When when you were when you were talking about that one time about how wait why is the Oscars try to do a tribute to James Bond, but they don't give a fuck about James Bond. Yeah, that really made. Ever since then, I'm like, yeah, I held I held I held those movies in a lot of reverence. I think because of my father, and also look, those movies are really fun, but they. There shouldn't be any reverence around it. They're just fun action movies where this guy wears fancy clothes and goes to fancy places. And also there's sexy ladies around. That's pretty much 
yeah. what the movies are. But also, the Oscars love doing that. That's their favorite thing. They they did it this year with Chadwick Boseman. It's like you don't want to give yeah. him awards. You don't give Marvel movies awards, but you want right. to celebrate him, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's just... I don't know. It's not good. I also... You know, it, there's uh, not to get too into the weeds on like, you know, antitrust laws or, you know, like <laughs> any of that. But it's just it right. doesn't sit well with me that a company is going to be, you know, they they distribute both physical copies of and digital copies of movies like you can still buy Blu-rays. I still buy Blu-rays. Right. I think most people don't, but you can get them from Amazon. You can rent um movies from amazon like they they seem to want to be involved in every facet of production but it's like it doesn't sit well with me that they would own a studio and then could be dealing with themselves on like what they charge to sell those movies on amazon versus other retailers or what they charge to rent those movies on amazon versus other rental places like it just it seems bad to me a guy who doesn't you know, I I certainly have no business degree, as we've talked about. I, I threw out a million dollar idea earlier in this show that uh, <laughs> uh, that, you know, we might very well not do anything with as well as cast Vince McMahon in a soon to win an Oscar performance, you know, but um, it just seems bad that Amazon wants to own MGM. I'm just that's how I feel. Yeah, No, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't we're, think we're they all should... thinking that. Like it. Yeah. It's, speaking of which, if you want to watch, um, uh, I think it's called. No, it definitely is. It's called Electric Dreams. Um, it's uh, a uh, an anthology series <clears throat> of uh, Philip K. Dick short stories, and um, one of them is a corporation straight up took over and ended the planet, uh, and it was just a corporation that like made products and then delivered them to you with a drone. And then pretty soon they bought all the other people and started making all the products. And then it all went to shit and people are trying to figure out how to beat this, beat this, uh, uh, this entity and survive. And that show appears on Amazon prime of well, all the places. That's what's funny. I, I was listening to something where someone was talking about the conditions in Amazon and what it's like to work there, which are horrific. If, if I'm sure people know that. But uh, it sounds like they suck a bit. Yeah. But the guy who wrote the book, who like did really deep diving, like talked to Amazon workers, like did all this research. He did talk about the fact that you can buy his book on Amazon. They'll, they'll sell it to you. A book about yeah. how terrible Amazon. Like, so that's they have that, which is weirdly. I don't know. This show feels more thematically tied than you might think in terms of like, it's also a very Vince McMahon move that guy has always yeah. seemed like he will if there's a dollar for him to be made in like you know aligning himself with someone who's like fuck vince mcmahon he'll do it like he oh no man he will he will start he will start a chant in a crowd that is fuck vince mcmahon make that a theme put it on a t-shirt and he'll sell that t-shirt to you for 35 dollars and you'll yeah. buy it <laughs> you'll yeah. buy it yeah uh but uh but no amazon yeah they they also man i i saw like the most dystopian video this week too where it was um amazon was like try i think that's the funniest thing is they're like trying to you know sort of i think they are realizing people are talking more about how terrible it is to work in their factories uh but they they, they posted this video that was like we actually have this like space that for our workers, like if they get stressed out or they need like a little break, it's like a wellness space for them that they can go in and they can relax. And they showed the video. I'm not kidding you, man. It looked like a box, like a like solitary confinement, like the box oh, in an old timey. It was so small, like such a small like it looked like Amazon's warehouses had solitary confinement prison cells that they refashioned <laughs> to look like a wellness like you know go in this tiny metal box and uh -huh. and you relax can, you can go in there and cry so no one can hear you when you're done come out and go back yeah. to work this is what we made it for for no other reason we definitely didn't have a bunch of these uh -huh. metal boxes in our warehouses <laughs> for any other reason except to meditate and how like, come there's only a lock on the outside of the box we don't want you to feel pressured by the need to leave 
but I would really like to leave. I'd like to go home and see my family and maybe take a piss. <laughs> I did, man. I, like, I again, I don't want to. Amazon's terrible, but uh, like, I was listening to this other podcast that probably has won awards. Uh, that was like when they were talking about the conditions, but they were uh, talking about how if you work in Amazon and you're like one of the people that's supposed to go like retrieve the things that the like it's basically a computer that runs the factory that tells you go to this row and it's like these are the size of like multiple football fields that you're like running to get to like go to this row of this shelf and this is where the item is and it's like they don't store like all of the you know the whatever it is so say it's like you're ordering a dvd they don't necessarily keep every copy of the dvd in the same shelf they keep them in different shelves based on space you know like they're trying to be as efficient as possible but they send you to go to one shelf to get it and then sometimes like it wouldn't be there but the computer doesn't believe you and so you have this time limit running that tells you how fast you have to get to like how fast you're supposed to fill it and then you you rush there and you go to the shelf it tells you and then it's not there and then you're like hey computer it's not there and basically it it goes howl on you and goes like, oh, it's there. And you literally have to scan every item on the shelf one at a time to tell uh, it, which then also counts against your time for filling the order. Because it won't, it's like, no, I'm the computer. It's there. <laughs> like, so it basically yeah. gaslights you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they seem awesome. I'm glad Francis McDormand... <laughs> Enjoyed her time working for Amazon. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then, you know, we're all going to stop ordering shit from them, right? I have I have actually tried to order less from them, but it is impossible. That's what I've realized. Like, I've made an active effort to not order from them if I can help it. But there are just certain things that where else are you going to get them from? You know what I mean? Like, like sometimes it's like cords for this show. We don't have, uh, you know, um, like Circuit Cities anymore or like Radio Shack. No, they shacks. shut down the Radio Shack. Yeah, God there's no more. It. There's no more Radio Shacks. That, so I've definitely like needed a specific cord that... I'll go to Best Buy, like I'll go to Target, but when those two places don't have it, well, what other option is there, you know? Right, exactly, exactly. Go on eBay. <laughs> You're right. Dude selling cords. He'll, yeah. me, he'll, he'll meet you in the Dairy Queen parking lot. I don't want to do that. He's going <laughs> to choke me with one of the cords. This is the best outcome. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I I've been I've been in several situations where I thought, oh man, I hope he just murders me. Please yeah. just murder me. I ha man, yeah, like there's I I have not in a long time answered a Craigslist ad, but there's nothing quite like you know I need to buy this thing that you're selling on Craigslist, so let's meet in a random parking lot. I feel uh -huh. great. I feel great about this. I feel so good about. Oh my God, have you done that since you've been out there? No. No, it's been okay. Because there's no one around, like somewhere, like I don't know, like um, Rancho Cucamonga. Like, welcome to the Inland Empire. Here's a here's a random parking lot we're gonna meet at. There's no one else for three miles in any direction. And I, the funniest thing is, it's scarier if a person gives you their home address. Because then I'm like, what? Like, yeah, why did you just gave me your address? Yeah, like that's what is going on. You're gonna murder me, right? You're trying to throw me off. Uh, like to think like, well, I mean, he, a murderer wouldn't give you their home address. And that's how they get you. Well, yeah, no, unless they're going to murder you, they don't have yeah. to worry about you knowing their home address because yeah. you're not leaving. <laughs> yeah. You just walk in and it's like one of those rooms from Dexter with all the plastic up on the walls. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. We have a mosquito problem. Anyway, <laughs> want some meth? God damn it. Anyway. No, I, w I needed a speaker cord. <laughs> anyway, just help me move this couch. Would <laughs> <laughs> you? Would you help me? Oh, you're so kind. Thank you. All right. On that cheery note, we started happy and we ended happy. So remember, uh, if you're in Baltimore, watch out for Jonathan Monroe. He's a menace. And uh, question everything. Shut up and get a lawyer. <laughs> Thank you.
With words as his weapons, he waged war on the page, fighting for sustenance with tooth and nail. He tried hard not to show you this, but he was trying to be a poet. At a graveside, he pondered alone in the dirt, trying to find out the truth in the world. He tried hard not to let you see that lonely tear on the ground. He tried hard to discover where all this truth could be found. Tried to read prose just to keep up the pace. He looked for her loyalty on every page, and he tried to remember, to remember her grace. And he slept with the farmers on their untended land. He walked with the horses. He walked with the lambs. And he tried not to sell you this, but it was all in your hand. Well, he tried once to kiss you, but that was not in your plans. Well, he asked for your confidence with fountains for eyes. He said, "All of the women I have loved have now died." And you tried to imagine him with the world on his side. Your hands on his palm, and you told him his fate. You said, "Don't be hasty. It's best just to wait. If you try to prevent it now, then your path will be changed." And you watched as he took out a new book of verse he had made. Watched you undress in the cold winter light. You asked him to be gentle. You asked him to be kind. He said, "Of all of my lovers, you are the most beautiful kind." He ran to you softly as you fell asleep, drowned out by the noise from the bar underneath. And he whispered so gently, "Now, but I will never be your poet." But I think I might try and see if I can be your man. Everybody, shut up, shut up, shut up, and get a lawyer. Shut up, shut up, shut、oh, up, and get a lawyer. Everybody, shut, 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 get a lawyer. <laughs> You're gonna cut that out, right? No, music. Oh, <laughs> could have lied to me. <laughs> oh, then yes. Okay, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Hobo Radio is a production of hobotrashcan dot com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. In a world where people watch movies, I think I'm gonna watch a movie. Sometimes they don't like what they see. I don't like this movie. But sometimes they look for the silver lining. Wait a second! I like this part of this movie. Joel and Andy do that work for you. The silver linings playback. I like this part of this podcast where they tell me the part of the movie I like. Every Monday on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network. Or wherever you get your podcasts.